Hey guys, welcome to this oh new no. episode of Product and Cake. We are so glad having you talking about today, um, talking today about privileges and words. So welcome with me, my co-host, Gonja Tavosi. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> you started the podcast very controversially. Um, yeah, let's not start it with hey guys. I'm Why not? What's wrong with it? Guys <laughs> no. is gender neutral, no. right? And <laughs> <laughs> no, so if I, if I come to you and say, um, I went to that building, it was full of guys. What do you imagine? A lot of people from Are, all you? genders. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't think it is. So it it is, it can be considered a gender neutral for some people it is not gender neutral for a lot of um, women and non-binary people because it is not very inclusive it is historically was not referring to um, anyone but men um, and it has that tonation stuck with it yeah I see, but come on. I'm working now for 20 years in the tech industry no. and I used that greeting <laughs> since that time and I worked fantastically with men and women and I really don't care about their gender. They can do whatever they want. Oh, no. I'm really focusing on the right outcome no. of of my teamwork. So why should I take care of it? Uh, did you ask your uh, colleagues that were not men? how they felt about this they felt great they said nothing so i assume they feel super comfortable yeah but saying nothing does not mean that they felt comfortable and they were okay with it but if they don't feel well they can go right i mean why should i care about it oh no <laughs> <laughs> so just to, to clarify it for anyone who listens to this and uh, paul is taking i i hope i assume is taking quite a radical side here to make this conversation going forward instead of both of us agree on the same topic and to also bring out the topic so he's he's not joking but he's being more radical uh, just for it's I'm, not his actual beliefs no it's not my belief and i am father of three girls and I am from Germany and in German language we have this thing that uh Oh, now I, I miss the words, but doctor, for example, right? In English, it's mm -hmm. gender neutral. In German, yeah. it isn't. You can say Ärztinnen or, or Ärzte. So male and female form. And we have this generic male form and there's a huge discussion about yeah. it. If you should gender it, if you should change your language. And I think language is doing so much in our brains much more than we we believe and it does a lot of things unconscional yeah is it that word unconscious unconscious thank you yeah so the the important thing we should know is that the words have impact and the words have weights that we use so there are also a lot of other words that are gender neutral, but we do not use them in our day-to-day -day work because it is not making everyone around the table uh, feel comfortable and included. So um, it is very important to not only look at ourselves if something is comfortable or not, but also to 
ask others, make sure that they are comfortable. And a lot of times if people do not approach you directly to say something and say that, yeah, when you say, hey, guys, it did not make me uh, comfortable or it did not make me included is because first it is it has labor. It is labor for that person to first educate you on, on the topic that why you should not use it. And second, it is a labor to put all of that on their shoulder and, and come to you and say, hey, I felt uncomfortable because there a lot of times uh, they they will face re- retaliation. Yeah. And diverse teams are the ones who are building products for this diverse world. Exactly. Everything was changing. And every argument I used in the beginning is so wrong. Like saying, hey, we did it like that forever now. Or in the last 20 years, I, I, I used this greeting to everyone and no one complains about it. That's basically not an argument. Times are changing and the world is getting more complex and we are faced with problems that are bigger than the whole humanity. So I don't really, I, I don't see any point arguing about using a more inclusive and fair language. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there there has been a lot of things in our culture and in our society that we have adopted and are using. Like before we did not have smartphones or internet and now we are using it you cannot continue to say oh no for that many decades i did not use a smartphone and i will not use it yes there are some people potentially that can have that argument but i don't think they're gonna be very ahead um in comparison yeah and happy people build good products mm-hmm. right and it is really no problem to change your wording behavior to be aware of that and to really think into the other persons and adopt how you talk uh, for me there's really no room for arguing about it if people feel uncomfortable with it then it should be your job to make them feel comfortable And yeah. you don't have to pay anything. You don't need to change yourself dramatically because the only thing that is changing are words. And words have a huge impact. Yeah, exactly. And also recently, uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen it or not, Stanford University came up with a list of uh, harmful language that are used in the day-to-day business of IT community. And I let me just check. It is 13 pages of details oh, wow. of these words that we use on a day-to-day basis that are either ableist, racist, ageist. Um, it's not. Uh, it's culturally appropriative. It is um, colonizing. It is. It is gender-based and so on. And so, we can eliminate those from our day-to-day work. Can you give us some examples? Yeah, of course. So one of the things that um, was very interesting for me was stand-up meeting. Oh. And why is that? It is ableist to call a meeting stand-up because in the company or in the team there can be or there usually are people who might be either uh, permanently or temporarily not 
able to stand. Yeah, and true. calling it a stand-up is not a very inclusive uh, word that we can use. So we can use a daily meeting instead of stand-up. Mm -hmm. um, and also a lot of things that we might use as a normal word that we thought it is okay, but they are um, they are not a first-person language. So, as an example, one of the things that were in this study is addict or addicted. Mm -hmm. Both of these things we we might use very naturally in our in our work, and and say that yeah, we need the users to be addicted to the product. And first of all, that is a very, very wrong uh, thing that we, we say, that we want users to be addicted because addiction is not usually something positive for the user. Yeah, you try to so, overcome it. Yeah, yeah, we do not want users to be addicted. We want our product to solve their problems and and, and be their help if mm -hmm. they need. But th we do not want them to be addicted to it. And besides that, using the word addict is not a person first. It is putting the... Um, the substance use first instead of the person. So um, instead of addict, uh, the word can be used, person with a substance use disorder. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there are a lot of things um, or sometimes uh, a lot of people we, uh, when we are doing some reviews or some studies, we call it a blind review or blind study. Mm -hmm. This is also very ableist because we can say, say anonymous review or masked study. So should I feel bad now if I used that words in the past a lot of times? No, I, I don't think that should be the case. Um, you, should, you should feel bad if you now know these things that are not ableist and, and you actively, for harmful reasons, decide to use it. But... Yes, we all have made mistakes. We just need to say, we just need to accept our our role in the mistake. Try to um, try to overcome it. Try to ask for forgiveness if in the case that we harmed someone, and then uh, move on and try to do better and better each day, and also try to educate others. Yeah, and also I would add to that list is open your mind, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need to sit down now for several hours, spend your focus time on reading these certain pages, learn all words of them and uh, aggressively teach your surrounding about it. It's more about opening your head, right? And open your mind to, to think about it. And there's nothing wrong with our language, but we can improve it. Yeah. And we can make a small difference every day. Every day, one word. Or even more important for me is to accept the feedback if someone um, is pointing out that you use maybe some words that are not so appreciated anymore. Mm -hmm. And then accept it and be glad for, for this feedback. Yeah, because it could be very hard for some people to to give that feedback to you, and if you say, "Ah, come on, don't be," so um, I don't know the right word. Um, don't take it so personal. Yeah, exactly. Like, why do you take it so serious? It's it was a joke, and yeah, it, yeah, it's just normal. If you can't deal with it, then come on, 
go go about it and that's really not the way how you should handle it yeah the thing is also about jokes i i should mention this that you cannot joke with other people's trauma uh, you can if you also say that oh but what about dark humor yes dark humor exists if it is your trauma Mm -hmm. If you are the person who created trauma, do not joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> that is not yours to joke with. And about the, it also is about the privilege here of the words that we can use. Yes, it doesn't matter for you if you use non-inclusive language because you are included anyway. If, if, if someone comes up with that argument that, oh no, I never felt bad using it. Like, yes, it doesn't matter to you. You, you should... It yeah. should matter to you because it matters to other people. <laughs> yeah, you should be definitely humble, right? That mm -hmm. if you are not in that situation, you can't judge how these kind of words feel, right? I mean, I'm in a privileged situation to be a white male from Germany and I really can't understand a lot of these things, but I'm... I'm humble and I'm curious to learn about these things and to to see how we can improve our society with taking more thoughts about how we are talking and communicating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, a lot of times we can use, uh, we can, especially within our product, when we are addressing our users, when we are... Um, writing documents for users, uh, we can we can do multiple things. Uh, one is that we can completely switch to um, inclusive language that we use. And second, if, for example, we need to have a um, sentence that it is, uh, you need to add pronouns in there, like uh, he, she, they, in the in the sentence we can instead of focusing on the person we can focus on the actions so completely eliminate the use of uh, gendered or also inclusive pronouns in the sentence so it would be easier for everyone to to understand it definitely and this is a journey right no one can do it correctly on the first attempt and there is also no need to be over perfect But there is the need to constantly think about it and improve it step by step. Yeah, I can um, also give a um, example of a writing that is gender neutral, but not necessarily because of the gender neutral pronouns. So a sentence that was written, he slash she should always focus on he slash his slash hers client's issues can be written in a format of, of course, like, Uh, they should always focus on their clients' issues, but also it can be changed into a sentence that data scientists should always focus on the clients' issues. Like instead of instead of putting the the persons here, like the pronouns, you can describe the role or yeah. what needs to be done. In general, it's a very good idea to talk about what the roles should accomplish mm -hmm. and decouple it from the concrete person who is doing it. Exactly. That should be maybe another topic for, for one of the next episodes. Yeah. No, thank you very much for this insight. It is important and it is also very well 
discussed already. So you will find plenty of tools helping you dealing with it. There are plenty of glossaries providing other words on saying some specific things, especially in German. You have huge dictionaries that helps you with finding the right words that are inclusive and Yeah, change your perspective and really think again about what you are saying. Don't be trapped into your into old behavior patterns. Yeah, exactly. So what I would say the key takeaways of this uh, conversation should be is first, um, look back at your privilege. There is also a, a, some documents for privilege mapping that we can add in the description for uh, link it out. And look back at your privilege, see what are the things that you need to learn and actively um, learn that. Um, important in the learning part is that it is not the responsibility of the marginalized groups to educate you. You need to do the education part yourself. It is not their labor. Um, the third thing is after education, look back and see what you can improve on your day-to-day -day work, on your day-to-day -day language that you use. And then educate others. And this time it is uh, it is kind of your labor to do the education for others um, as you are not part of that specific marginalized group that you are doing the education for. But have in mind that you need to learn a lot from others and make sure that to be open for feedback and accept feedback with open arms. And we will also share this document of the Stanford language harmful language document and the details there i just want to add one last thing yeah. if you start to educate others please do it in a one-on-one -on -one. it makes oh, yeah. absolutely no sense in the team meeting interrupt someone and throw in uh the the explanations why the words are misused this oh, yeah. results point. always into um conflict conflict yeah, and also into self um to to not accept it right you yeah. you don't want to set in front of a group to be stupid because you are using the wrong words right yeah. you can do it in an in a one-on-one -on -one, uh session yeah always kind and respectful and in a timely in a in a time that it makes sense yeah. with a concrete relation to what uh you want to mention Okay, this should also be another episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah for feedback. Feedback, It is yeah. very important. Oh, it's on our list already. So make sure that you recommend this episode to someone who is maybe uh, asked to think about it. And subscribe to the podcast if you didn't do it already. Yep. And look at the show notes. There are some details there. Bye. I hope so. All right. So thank you for listening up to this point. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And if you have any feedback for us, we would love to hear it, right? Yes, totally. Feedback and questions and also opposite opinions are always welcome. And also, if you have any recommendation for us, what topic to talk about, if you have any person in mind that you think we should interview for any specific topic you have in mind, we would love to hear that. So you can send it to us via email. Yeah, sure. Or via social media networks. You will find us, I guess. Yes. There will be some info of how to contact us in the description. Yeah. Look or, for it. Or send it 
via Snail Mail to mobile.de office and write CO product and cake podcast. So a lot of people will know about the podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Let's do it. Thank you.